Oh yeah, baby. It's combat sports time. Oh yeah. Do you do this every time? Let's go. Always till the beat drops. Yeah. Hello. Welcome to Backdoor Cover. It's August 15th, 2019. I am Mike. I'm done with this voice. I'm here with David Ruff. Hello, Dave. I feel like I knew that was going to happen. I know you do that, but I, you never get used to it. You're never prepared for well, such a thing. There's only so much you can do. Can't wait to talk about combat sports. It feels great. It feels does, great. It does. Big Thursday. We've got a big weekend. Oh, yeah. A lot of, a lot of stuff happening this weekend. Uh, let's handle a little housekeeping. You, you know David Ruff from uh, the Circling Back podcast, the producer of the Mail-In podcast. Where else do people know you, Dave? Uh, I'm the meatloaf guy from TV oh. also. Of course. Of course. So catch me on TV eating meatloaf. Um, that's pretty much it. Nobody can, does that. You know me from Twitter, at D. Carter Ruff, Instagram, at DC Ruff. It's that boy. That's where you know me. Duncanville's finest. You know me from Duncanville, San Marcos. I've been everywhere, man. Cool. Hey, you know what else has been everywhere this week? Backdoor cover in Mind of Micah. A few housekeeping notes before we get into today's podcast. Um, backdoor cover, we re- recorded a Titan High last night. It was a great episode. I think you'll really enjoy it with Peter the Irish Guy and El Gars talking everything baseball. Check out the Buttercut if you care about golf's playoffs, which apparently some people care about. You can find that on the Buttercut wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Peter the Irish Guy and Brad Key, professional golfer. Uh, Peter, not Brad. Hack. Uh, you can also join the the Buttercut newsletter if you like. Have you played golf with the Irish Guy yet? No. He's a good player, right? He is a good player. He. On last night's episode, he talked about, uh, of the Buttercut, he talked about playing in some member guest and winning several thousand dollars. Nice. That's the goal. Yeah. He's also, he always plays in slacks, no matter how hot it is outside. I know people like that. I actually prefer playing in pants, but obviously you can't. In August, it's an insane move in Texas. Yeah. But uh, anyway, if you live in Austin, check out the 365 Things Austin podcast, previewing all the things going on this weekend. And of course... We've talked about it before. I'm going to talk about it here for just one second. Uh, oh, well, I'll talk about Mind of Micah. We have two great episodes this week, including my friend Will DeFries of Circling Back. Will joined me to talk about Love Island USA on Monday. How fun. It was It was a great episode. I think you'll really enjoy it if you if you watch the show or if you didn't. If you I just enjoy Will. I'm the only Will. person not watching. Uh, many people aren't watching. It's over now. Oh, okay. And it, the ratings weren't great. Oh. Speaking of ratings not being great, tonight, season finale of Jersey Shore. And tomorrow, I have confirmed an episode of America's number one Jersey Shore podcast, Jersey. With who? Long Island Ann is joining me again. This is a housewife. Well, she's not a housewife, I should say. She's a mother of two who lives in Long Island who joins me on the podcast. She's I can't Italian. wait for that. Yeah, she, she's, a, she's a fan favorite. Don't call her Fredo. And then uh, my friend Mallory joined me yesterday to talk about Topo Chico. We're getting busy here at the MWBK Podcast You're doing Network. doing a lot, man. Yeah, we're doing, I didn't realize how busy you were. We're doing too much. And if you want to support us in a monetary way, check out patreon.com slash backdoor. Whoa. Yeah. Lots What's of good up, options. Patrons? We're picking up patrons left and right. As always, my disclaimer, no one will be charged until sep- September 1st. That's when we really kick this thing off. There's a $3 level. There's $5 level. There's additional levels. Check it out. I think there's some perks that you may really enjoy, including additional podcast episodes and uh, the return of Power Plant Picks, 
Is it true that like for like the $20 level, people can go to your pool house and you'll present them with a t-shirt that's been balled up in one of your drawers for two years? <laughs> that's unlikely. Okay. Uh, although that's something we could do. There is a $25 level and or I think it's the $50 level. Uh, it's the Brittany T level. You get to have wings and beer with Brad Key and I. Watch a game. Monday night. Oh, Monday night. Yeah. Are you Whoa. ready for some football? Do you want to drink? Yeah. yeah, what a great song that was. I know Hank Williams, you know, Jr. has kind of gone off the deep end. You know, he's back, though. I don't think a lot of people realize this. Well, he told me that all his ratty friends are coming over tonight. You know, he also recorded one about how all of his friends have settled down. All his ratty friends have settled down. But I they're mean, coming over. But I guess they're, <laughs> they're coming right. over tonight. Yeah. I am ready for some football. I know you are. pig in the ground. We got some beer on ice. Well, Dave and I are here to talk about uh, to make jokes about Hank Williams Jr. and also to talk combat sports, a huge UFC card, 241. Uh, we're going to talk about hard knocks afterwards and a little bit of football news because I've got Dave here and I enjoy talking football with Dave. Football. But let's start with the, the thing everybody is talking about. Conor McGregor <laughs> is back in the news. Uh, oh. I will read from this uh, from an ESPN piece here. He's trending, Micah. Video has surfaced of an April incident in which UFC fighter Conor McGregor appears to punch a man in a in in a bar in Dublin. In the video published Thursday by TMZ, McGregor is shown pouring drinks. The video then cuts a, cuts to a few minutes later when McGregor pumps his fist in the air before throwing a jab at the man seated at the bar. Police in Ireland told TMZ Sports they're still investigating the incident and no arrests have been made. In April, the Irish Mirror reported the punch was was preceded by a verbal exchange. In the video posted by TMZ, which is believed to be at the same incident, does not include sound. You've seen this video. What are your thoughts? First thought is this is the most Irish thing ever because it appears that they're just getting whiskey drunk in the middle of the day. This looks like a day a day a day bar session, which doesn't get more Irish than that, right? Um, Connor, I've, I've always held the opinion, or at least for the last year, he needs to just hang it up. I don't want to see him fight again. He has nothing to prove. He's not going to beat Habib. So just hang it up, but don't do stuff like this. Uh, apparently, I don't know if there's audio to this. I haven't heard it. I've seen the video. Yeah. There's not been any audio release. The guy turned down one of his shots. So a shot of, uh, Connor is walking around with his whiskey proper 12. And uh, just pouring it in glasses. Apparently, this guy turned down a shot not once but twice. And uh, maybe he's just not a shot guy. Yeah. You know, if I if he sets the precedent that turning down shots gets you punched in the face, then I'm gonna have a real rough go of it. Because I turn down shots almost every time. I I'm go sure out. proper twelve is fine. I'm not taking a shot. Although if Conor McGregor puts one in front of you, you Conor puts one. I'm gonna do one in, in a pub, and I'll probably do two. Yeah. Yeah, then you might go punch someone in the face. I know you're you're a notoriously bad whiskey drunk. Everybody knows that about you. <laughs> Anyone who's spent any time in San Marcos knows the legend of Dave Ruff. Whiskey was that was a problem for a lot of people. Mike yeah. is checking his phone. Well, I, Peter, the Irish guy, has claimed that he's going to send me a uh, a take. Does he listen to this? Yeah, he does. He he uh, apologized for calling out your nation. I pulled. I listened to this because he uh, the comments. I posted this video on on our Instagram at Backdoor Cover Podcast today, and the comments were kind of ruthless. People said uh, a cheap shot thrown by a pro fighter at an elderly man, and the guy didn't even move. How embarrassing for Connor! 
People said, fights at an Irish pub. That's like being shocked about car racing at a NASCAR track. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And But Peter left a message here. I, I, I told him to call the hotline and leave a rant. Uh, he has yet to do that, and I was hoping he would do it. But he left a message, and I, I can't do it in his voice because he's Irish. Okay. I mean, you, do you want to read this? I've never heard Peter. He sounds like a true Irishman. I'm fucking sick of this cunt, to be honest. He's some twat, embarrassing the Irish people. Once a fucking scumbag, always a scumbag. <laughs> He's now a glorified whiskey salesman. He lost bout fights to that Nate Diaz, he added him. And I'd love to see Nate Diaz slap him around the octagon again. And born and raised Dubliner. So there you go. Did I do him justice? That was pretty good. That's pretty good. Is There's, that going to get me um, canceled by the Irish people? I hope not. I, I, I'm a those friend were of the not Irish. Dave's words. Those were, friend of were the Peter Irish. the Irish guy. Um, well, there you have it. You do have to give the old guy credit, who just seemed to take the punch and not even flinch. He did. He did catch one pretty The question hard. is, did he actually land? Oh, I think he did. It was just a jab, though, and it wasn't like... He was kind of out of position, so, I mean, you're not going to do too much damage with just a little pop like that, but I don't know, man. It's a bad look. Punching old dudes is never a good look unless like there's one like saying racist shit or I guess like wearing a MAGA hat and then you can punch him, I guess. Aren't you allowed to punch like MAGA hat dudes? If it's Richard Spencer. Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah. Uh, is he the one that got punched? Yes, he, he got punched several times. Isn't he a not? What's his story? Yeah, he's he's. I don't want to. I don't want to slander him. Uh, allegedly, he's a white supremacist. Uh, uh-huh. he, I forget what his title is. He claims to be the inventor of the term alt right. He's actually a Dallas guy. Uh, oh, great! He went to uh, some very prestigious uh, high school there. Saint Mark's. Uh it's the Jesuit. It might be Saint Mark's. I don't know. I'll have to. Saint Mark's is where uh, the Wilson brothers went. Owen and Luke. Also, Rhett Miller from the old 97s. Oh. Yeah. Shouts to them. It's a great school. Yeah, he is. I didn't is, go there. I went to Duncanville. Well, that's. Less a, prestigious. Yeah. Uh, Richard Spencer. Wikipedia calls him an American neo-Nazi and white supremacist. Oh, okay. Well. He is, <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's the president of the National Policy Institute, a white supremacist think oh. tank. Dude, I've got a, I know this is a sports podcast, but I've got a documentary on HBO you need to watch. It's a limited series. It's called The Family. Okay. It's about the uh, the group that the super secret uh, Christian group that puts on the National Prayer Breakfast every year. Oh. And count the, me in. You ever heard of C Street in Washington yeah. D.C.? Yeah. They're the ones who do C Street. Okay. And it's all about their influence. I'm only two episodes in, and it is. Is this on HBO? Netflix. And what's it called? The Family. The Family. Okay. Yeah. It's it's definitely worth your time. Well, great. So uh, back, he now did, back to sports. Just to be clear, uh, he grew up in Preston Hollow, Hollow and graduated from St. Mark's. Very expensive. Yeah. Uh, to be clear, the, the his graduating class uh, came out and denounced him. Oh, so, shout out to them. Yeah. <laughs> There's your Richard, Richard Spencer talk. So, I mean, he's not elderly, but if he was elderly, I would give everyone the, the okay to punch him in the face. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. Well, so, but... I, to get back to the guy who did get punched. Connor's also, is he still being investigated for sexual assault? No, that was all dropped. That was dropped? That was dropped. It's still, he, he's making he's headlines having, for the wrong he's reasons. He's spending a lot of time in the headlines. Exactly. Uh, he should try and do less of that. I did notice in the video, two of his guys like instantly grab him and pull him away. 
just a wild man, dude. But you'd think that like if he had security around all the time, his security might prevent him from punching old men in the face. I mean, the only thing worse than punching an old man is punching a lady. So at least he didn't do that. Although, to be fair, if a woman turned down some proper 12, he probably would punch I mean, her. <laughs> I have to say he might. Based on based on nothing but his track record, it seems believable. More believable than not. I don't know. If Let's just say this. We'll leave it here. If, if Conor McGregor walks into a bar you're at, you're taking the shot. You're taking the whiskey. You're doing a shot one way You've or the got other. To. It's either a shot to the chin or a shot to the dome of <laughs> yeah. proper twelve. You do have to give that the guy who took the uh, the shot a lot of credit. Like that guy's got to go home that night and be like, uh, "What what have you been up to?" Like, oh, I was at the pub this afternoon, and Conor McGregor punched me in the face, and I didn't flinch. Honestly, like I think that that guy's got a hard time suing. Because I, I would think if I got punched in the face by Conor McGregor, I'm going to sue him and take as much money as possible and say I got humiliated worldwide. But this guy just looks like a yeah. like a chump or like know, a champ. I, should I don't say. know how you have to prove damages over there, but yeah, it looks like he's fine. Well, shouts to that guy. And uh, all right, let's talk about. Oh, actually, I have a little more news. The w- wildly popular Fast and Furious franchise is adding some UFC firepower. Have you heard about this? Uh, no. Francis Ngannou, the heavyweight knockout artist, has been added to the cast of the upcoming Fast and Furious 9. I don't like this. I don't like this for him at all. Ngannou is 32 years old, by the way. He finally... Okay, here's my thing on that. I don't... This is breaking news to me, but it looks like Ngannou's finally, like, in a serious contender. Like, I know he was a knockout guy, and he's always been able to knock out anybody. But his last few fights, you know, ever since the Derek Lewis fiasco... It looks like he's taking it more seriously. His wrestling, his takedown defense is better. And I feel like this is a, dis- a distraction. I'm thinking of like Tyron Woodley. Um, I know they're very different fighters, but like Tyron Woodley was like making rap albums and doing... Uh, Terrible music. He was doing like whatever, uh, TMZ. He was doing TMZ. Yeah, I still and, don't understand that. And then he got pieced the fuck up by, uh, what's his name? Usman, not Usman. Uh, whoever is the champ now. I always forget his name. Anyway... It, it's just like a distraction, and he's 32. He's still in his prime, but like a guy who just started fighting like less than a decade ago, I don't know. This just doesn't seem like a great career move, but alternatively, get that money. Yeah. Uh, Maybe he's setting himself up. Who the article I? also noted that um, UFC fighters have current have been in, uh, in, or MMA fighters have been involved in this franchise before, including Ronda Rousey and... Uh, what was the chick? I closed the article, but uh, Gina Car- Carano. Yeah, yeah. It was Kamara. I've never seen a single one of these movies. Are you? Are you? I've Fast never and seen guy? one. And dude, they're really? having like a resurgence. I, w- I like would feel ironic- like you're one of these guys. You might be, enjoy these movies. No, I, they're having like an ironic hipster resurgence. Like people are like going back and watching them in like you know self in, a, in the most self aware manner. And I have never seen one. I've only seen certain clips. R.I.P. Paul Walker. Yeah. Uh, shouts to Varsity Blues. All right, let's get to UFC 241. The reason we're here. DC and Stipe. The man who took Stipe's belt. Stipe Miocic, uh, American-born. Uh, often people don't know that because they're morons. Um, defended the UFC heavyweight belt more than any other person has. Most consecutive uh, successful defenses he's a future hall of famer first ballot 
Uh, he's also a full-time firefighter, which is fucking dope. He's an American hero. And he's in those awesome Modelo commercials. Yeah, family of immigrants. Yeah. Um, he is a underdog to Daniel Cormier. He has not fought since this fight, since he lost That's his right. belt. More than a year ago. Over a year ago. And uh, Cormier is a slight favorite, minus 145. Stipe is plus 115 uh, to get his belt back. Cormier, in the meantime, uh, was held both the heavyweight and light heavyweight championship belts, but um, surrendered the light heavyweight belt in a move that Dana White didn't understand and for whatever reason. But he's the heavyweight champion of the world. And now he's got the rematch with Stipe. Of course, he wanted to fight Brock Lesnar because that would have been a huge money fight. Uh, that did not work because Brock Lesnar's on more steroids than any human being, perhaps <laughs> ever. Uh, outside of like Jose Canseco in, the, in his oh, prime. Oh, God. And uh, so here we go. I, I, this is one that I've had circled on my calendar for months. As soon as they the, the whispers started coming out that it was going to be this weekend, I've, I've been excited about this one. It's crazy to me. So watching the first fight... I thought I was pulling. I was. I didn't really have a favorite, but I thought Stipe would win. And the fact that he got knocked out, and this is a guy Stipe who beat the you know the best knockout artist this division's maybe ever seen, Francis Ngannou, and the fact that DC clipped him is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen again. I think realistically, this thing might go five, and I think it's going to come down to a decision. That being said, Dan's been hitting me up. You know, our boy Jack Hammer. Yeah. He's been like, who do you got? And I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm, I'm going to say Stipe, and here's why. I think DC, I think John Jones this week has gotten in DC's head again. And I think he might be looking. I don't think he's, he's, he's too much of a competitor to look past Stipe, but he's got his mind a little bit elsewhere. So I'm going Stipe. I would love it if Stipe got his belt back. I, too, am riding with Stipe. Uh, Stipe, the fight was very even. I think it was a second-round knockout, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and it was they were coming out of the clinch, and he got him. Yeah, and it was something that, after the fight, DC spoke a lot about how he had seen on, on film that, that Stipe made a, a mistake, and he caught him in it. That he had a tendency of sort of dropping his hand, uh, coming out of the clinch, and he knew that if he could get in that position, he could make that knockout. We would certainly think that that's a an error that he's fixed. Uh, not to not to mention, you know, it's he's been out for a year, so you know he, there there may be some other things that DC has seen on tape that may not show up this time. Who knows? Did DC have to defend against Derek Lewis? Do you remember that he fought Derek Lewis? How weird! Uh, that's so random. The Black Beast. Yeah, and DC just kind of. Humiliated him. If he I'm did. Not it, was, it was just outclassed him. Yeah, completely. he he defeated uh, him in submission in round two against Derek Lewis. That was uh, Cormier's last fight. He's only had one fight since the last Stipe fight, which I'm kind of surprised by. Yeah, that was in November of last year. So both these guys are coming off pretty long layoffs. Cormier's forty. No, he's forty, and he said he was going to retire at forty. It seems like all the the storyline around this fight is that when if he wins, it's John Jones again. If he loses, he may retire. Well, John Jones is saying he's not moving up to heavyweight. He said, why would I do that? And DC's saying, you know, let's do it here. DC's better at heavyweight. He has more power. So that's the thought that that might be a better fight. John, I don't want to see John DC again. I'll say that. Even if it's at heavyweight, I don't, I have no desire. 
there are so many other people, Johnny Walker, for example, that I would like to see John Jones fight, not DC. He's beat him twice. When you beat somebody twice, decisively, mm-hmm. I, I don't need to see a third. I really don't. And DC's a nice guy. I like DC. I get, I don't know why I always pull for John in those fights, even though John's just John Jones. Just scum. Well, in the lead up to the last one, John Jones, who's who's by all accounts just a shithead. I mean, at least by based on his actions, he comes off as slightly more likable than DC when they when they have these confrontations. Yeah, there's he, something about his his weird, swagger dude. and and he's beat the guy pretty soundly twice. He beat the. Sh- he made him fucking cry last time he beat him. He yeah. kicked him in the fucking face. I mean, that, that exactly. He he forced a man, a grown man, to cry. That's a good reason not to, not to see this fight a third time. Um, I mean, you could make a compelling argument that it's at heavyweight and it may be different, but like, I don't. If I'm Cormier, I don't want that fight. Retire either way, win or lose. This should be Cormier's last fight. He has nothing to prove. He's obviously a hall, hall of famer. Uh, he's got. He's, he's a champ. Champ. He's a, a great talker. He's got a, a career in media and doing other Him things beyond this for rapport, years to come. Calling fights. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree. I mean, I just. Uh, I just, I don't know. I don't know. See, look at we're not, that's what we're talking about. I know he's got to fight Stipe. Um, but you are right. There's I, something about John Jones finds his way to kind of wiggle into the conversation every time these I mean, Cormier fights. Yeah. And I, I know John Jones says he has nothing to prove, but I don't believe him. Like, I could see John Jones coming up to heavyweight. He's a big dude to begin with. He's taller than most of the light heavyweights. Or about, you know, he's not small for that that thing. And he's he's taller than and bigger than Cormier. He just comes in and puts on 10 pounds, and he's ready to go. Yeah, I don't think... And there's... I don't care what people say. There is something special about being heavyweight champion of the world. Definitely. That's it's, different. It's always... In combat sports, that's the division that's always mattered the most. Um, and with John, if he goes up to heavyweight, he's not going to get up to like two thirty or something. Like he'll he will get up just above the what what is it two oh nine? What's the threshold? Two oh nine, two twenty five or something. I think it's two twenty five. I mean, he could maybe get there. Uh, he's now fighting at two oh five. I think he could get to two twenty five. He just needs to do some. I mean, you know, he had that weird powerlifting phase. Yeah. I mean, he just has to do that. Put a little bit of mass on the legs, and he's right, he's right there. Mm-hmm. I don't think he loses any of his quickness. And John just beats people because he's just hella technical and just throws you, everything at you. Yeah, and he's freakishly athletic and long, and you know he's got long arms and long legs. And dude, but if you're DC and you lose, let's say you lose to John a third time, like, and you get, let's say you get get kneed in the head, and you, that's how people are going to remember you. They're not going to remember you as like this world class wrestler. I guess the argument may be though that if he retires tomorrow, win or lose, let's say he beats Steve and retires. People, the first sentence or the first paragraph is still going to say John Jones. That's right. John Jones has been his bugaboo his entire career, so maybe he thinks, "What do I have to lose? Like, I, I can if I beat him the third time, then then nobody can say that again." I don't know. I wouldn't want a piece of John Jones if I'm know. Cormier. He just I doesn't say, have it. I just got through saying I don't want to see that fight, but I mean, I'm fucking. Paying I could for get that talked fight. into it. I'm watching it. To be clear, uh, I, I misspoke earlier. The Cormier knockout of Stipe was at 4:33 in the first round. He knocked out Derek Lewis in the second round, but that was at the end of the first round when he when he did the the fight was there even until then, and uh, more compelling than I was sort of anticipating. Cormier has, of course, a wrestling background, um, but they they stood for most of that fight. I would imagine Cormier will try and and put this on the ground. Stipe, uh, a kickboxing champion previous uh, to MMA, 
or Golden Gloves champion, I should say, not kickboxing. I'm looking forward to it. And I, I think you're right. This one could go 25. I think uh, I would not be surprised if there's a Stipe knockout. Uh, I, I just think Stipe is going to get it done this time. It's going to catch up with DC at some point. He's 40. He's a he's a large a large, large man, man 40. who's 40. Yeah. Also, he's like 5'9". Yeah, he's he's thick. He's a thick boy. It's always it's always just shocked me that he's my height and has so much more mass than me. Yeah, Stipe is a bigger man. Stipe uh, is too size wise, but I mean he's a little taller, but he's still he's thick. He's thick. He's not like chiseled by any means. Yeah, he's like a in he's like a dad you would see at the pool, and you'd be like, okay, that dad doesn't let himself go. That dad like does push ups and pull ups and shit and like <laughs> runs, but yeah. he's not like you know HGH dad. You see it like the Westlake Gold's Gym. Right. Well, Stipe is still doing twenty-four hour shifts at the at the firehouse. That's true. Swinging axes and shit. All right. Fight. So, so Let's, I think we're both on Stipe here. We're both if on we've Stipe. Gun to a head. I, I'm looking forward to it. Let's talk about the fight that I'm I'm the most nervous for. Nate Diaz versus Show, Anthony Showtime Pettis. Pettis a slight favorite at minus one thirty. Diaz a plus one hundred underdog. So basically, even money. Diaz has not fought in three years since the second Connor fight. He showed up to the to the open workout yesterday <laughs> and immediately lit a. I don't believe it was a blunt. He but said a it was large a, joint. He said it was CBD. He said it was a CBD strain that he is apparently involved in, which I have to take his word for because I mean that you can't smoke pot. It's a banned substance. CBD is acceptable. Pot is not acceptable. Is it right? Still, I mean, California, it's legal. It's legal, but I'm saying like for purposes of like USADA. Hmm. Um, yeah. So and he, considering the Diaz brothers' history of being popped for weed, yeah, it's a it's a it's a bold move. I love Nate Diaz. I'm pulling for Nate Diaz. Anthony Pettis scares me. Um, he looked like a fucking beast at his open workout. I I don't know, man. The layoff has me worried. Nate's had a weird career. Mm-hmm. Um. There's an argument that he's beaten Connor twice. The second fight was obviously close. Connor fought it completely different, but to me, Nate Diaz doesn't have really anything else to prove. I mean, he I know he wants that third Connor fight. I don't think he's gonna get it. But um that's a third fight I do want to see just because it's obviously a rubber match, right? Yeah. So I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I'd like I'm to pulling, see that. I'm pulling Nate and I'm betting with my heart on that. I don't know. Yeah, he has not fought since August 20th of... So almost three full years of 2016 was the, the second Conor the thing fight. About it, so that, the thing that everybody knows about the Diaz brothers, and, and I think Nate especially, like they're they're not going to come in out of shape. If anything, his cardio is just as good as it was. He still does like the no triathlons. Doubt. No doubt. Like, I think people have this image of Nate Diaz just kind of being a bad boy, and, and you know, they think he parties and stuff. I doubt he even drinks. I don't think he drinks. Obviously they smoke, but like, I mean, he's a, he's a dude who like, they do like the swim to Alcatraz. They do all that crazy shit. Um, triathlons. So he's going to come in and I don't know, man, you just got to hope he doesn't get clipped. Pettis is a beast too. These two don't like each other. Like, and I don't really know the root of the beef, but I know that they, it's kind of been, they've been rumored to fight or been, um, this fight's been rumored for a long time. And I don't know if there's something personal that happened between them, but. There's no love lost. 
Yeah. Nate Diaz doesn't seem to like like anybody except his brother, to be That's fair. That's true. That's very true. He seems to have beef with pretty much everybody he fights. And sometimes he downplays it, but most of the time, you know, he's got that attitude. And we're we're I'm rooting for a Stockton slapper too. So uh, it, yeah. Anthony Pettis, one of the most exciting fighters in the UFC, uh, known as Showtime, thanks mostly to his infamous Showtime kick, which he landed uh, where he ran up against the cage like Spider-Man and then kicked uh, a man in the face. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, the UFC was running the clip back. It was not from the UFC. It was from a, a smaller... It was. I think it was when they had the, the lower weight classes in... Uh, it wasn't Strike Force. I forget what it was, but... Uh, Anthony Pettis is a bad man, though, and he fun is, to man. watch. He's uh This is gonna be fun. And um, a slight favorite here. He's he's been busier. Is obviously. Nate not a little bit bigger? I think so. Uh, I mean, Nate's normally a, a taller. Yeah. A taller man uh, for his division. Pettis co- is coming off of a, a defeat of Stephen Wonderboy Thompson back in March uh, last year. Knocked him out. Yeah. Yeah. Via second round TKO. He lost to uh, Tony Ferguson before that, but there's no shame in losing that man. He had no been on a bit of a run before that. I rewatched the uh, Tony Ferguson Cowboy fight a couple of weeks ago. That was the one where uh, Cowboy infamously like did the nose blow and his eye just exploded. Oh yeah, yeah, that was nasty. But that was a fucking badass fight. Yeah. That was a great fight. Cowboy, I really wanted to see Cowboy Connor back to Connor, but like that's not going to happen. But yeah. I, I think um who knows? I could see that fight happening. And I could see Connor Diaz happening too. I mean I think that when we uh, we'll go back and talk about Connor cuz he's always the focal point. Connor is I mean I don't know why Connor would care about getting to be the champion again. He can't beat Khabib. No, so no one can. Why not just take the fights against the most popular fighters? That's what I would do. Who's uh who's his next fight? Poirier? Habib, yeah, I think it is Poirier. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like Poirier, Louisiana zone, another Louisiana guy, him in D.C., but, like, it's not happening, dude. It's not happening. No one's going to beat him. Habib's going to retire. I think he maybe has maybe one or two more fights and he retires. He was talking about retiring after he beat Connor. So. We shall see. We shall see. Uh, Pettis, Pettis has, uh, as I mentioned, he beat Thompson. He lost to Tony Ferguson. Uh, before that, he lost to Port- Daniel Port or Dustin Portier and Max Holloway. Like though, he's the guys who are beating him are are the best fighters out there. Those are like three of the best. Fi- those are three top ten fighters. And this this like, should be an exciting fight. I'm you know, um, dude. How did he? He's thirty two years old too. I don't how know. did he have like? You just throw a Showtime kick and you you get get people excited. Those are big fights though. So it'll be fun. Uh, it's exciting to have Nate Diaz back in the cage. It is. And hopefully he does some ignorant shit during the weigh-ins and the and the press tour previous. He always does that. Nate Diaz has great. the. I think of any fighter in the UFC, he might have, and this is including Connor. He might have my favorite swag. He may not have the most swag, but something about his swag, it's just so Nate Diaz. It's so Stockton. It's just like swaggering. It's like it's like high school. It's like high school bow up, like, and it's so funny. And he just he just talks shit like he takes this shit seriously. He doesn't like anybody except for like his little squad. And he listens to like some of the shittiest rap out there. He listens, he's listening to like fucking like mid two thousands Eminem and stuff. It's like, dude, I love it. He's like a dude from your hometown that 
you never want, you know, he was the dude who could always fight in high school and like he's still living there, but you still don't fuck with him. I think that's a, a reasonable, I would not want to fuck. He, he is unfuckable with. Right. Unfuckwittable, maybe. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly it. This is, he's, he's the guy who you see when you go back for, for Christmas and he's just still there. And you're and, hoping he's cool with you when you see him. Yeah. And like something hasn't changed, but he didn't have a bad morning. Right. And he's not going to like spit on your you shoes. You know, like there's a 50-50 chance he's fighting somebody tonight and you just hope it's not you. Yeah, exactly. So shouts to uh, to Nate Diaz. We're rooting for him. I I hope he gets the win. I, I really have I no feel for a guy being out of the sport for three years. Um, but he wins, then the Connor the Connor talk is going to be very heavy. And I'm rooting for that. Uh, the other big fight on this card, Yoel Romero versus Paulo Costa. Another close fight here. Uh, Costa is a plus 120 underdog. Romero is a minus 150 favorite. So there's that's uh, another interesting matchup. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that one. Dude, how old's Romero? He's got a, he's definitely on the wrong side of 40 and he's still the most jacked dude in the UFC. The first thing you do when you type in Yoel, it's Yoel, it says uh steroids. It says age. So it says he's allegedly 42 from Cuba. So who knows? The nickname of course Soldier of God, an Olympic uh, freestyle wrestler. He's a badass dude. He's a Cuban. He had the controversial win over Tim Kennedy, which was kind of bullshit. If you'll remember that, Kennedy had him done, and then uh, the bell rang, and he took, you know, when the came time to go back for the next round, he uh, something weird happened, and they were, like, they gave him extra time, and he had more time yeah, to recuperate. Yeah, there's something very yeah. strange there. Yeah, it basically fucked over Tim Kennedy's, like, entire career path. But Joel Romero is the most ripped-looking dude on the UFC roster. You and won't he's see a more jacked 42-year-old. No doubt. Uh, he he hasn't fought this year either. Uh, he fought once in 2018 against Robert Whitaker and lost that fight via decision. That was a close fight. Then he had lost the... That was the a rematch because he lost previously to Whitaker the year before. That was the only fight in 17. Uh, and then he in 16, he defeated uh, Chris Weidman and basically ended his career. Yeah. Weidman has been been much of an afterthought afterward ever since, and a male model. Uh, he had been on a tear previously to that in 2015 and 2014 and 2013. But, uh, you know, 42, maybe age catches up to the guy, but the dude looks incredible. Yeah. Cuban. Cuban genetics, man. And they fucking fight down there. No their, their whole Their whole system on bringing up fighters, whether it be boxing or mixed martial arts or jujitsu, any of that, is crazy. I don't really, I don't know. I'm going to pull, I'm going to say Romero here, but I really don't know much. Costa is a 28-year-old Brazilian. Six foot, 185, nicknamed the Eraser, which is a dope that's a, nickname. That's a really good nickname. That's yeah. scary. He's 12 and 0. But I don't really know much about I him, to be really honest. A this fight uh, was previously supposed to happen in November of last year, but was canceled. He defeated Uriah Hall in his last matchup. Right. Uh, in uh, September or in July of last year. So he hasn't fought in a year. It's kind of crazy, all these dudes on year-long year layoffs. But this should be a great card. I'm Been excited. looking forward to this one for a long time. Um, I can't give you too much on Gabriel Benitez, but his opponent, Sadiq, Super Sadiq Yusuf, uh, is a Nigerian guy. He's part of that. There's a ton of Nigerian fighters. There's a ton of fighters from the continent of Africa but I don't know where I saw this guy fight. I might have saw him a couple years ago. I just started following him on the gram because he seemed really nice. And I'm pulling for him. He's a favorite. He's a badass. He is so athletic. Watch him. Watch that fight. That'll be a fight that kind of goes, um, you know, most people won't be talking about it. It'll be early in the night. 
But Sadiq, check him out. Yeah, that's the fourth card down. That is on the main card. So that'll be Gabriel Benitez versus Sadiq Yusuf. I get that right? Pretty close? Yusuf. Yes. Rising star. I think you crushed it. So that's on the main card. Undefeated in the UFC. The other fight on the main card, Derek Brunson versus Ian Ian Heinsicht. Derek Brunson, Ronda Ronda Rousey's husband? No, 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 no. Who am I confusing that with? Uh, Derek Brunson's a large black man. Uh, The Ronda Rousey's husband is uh, somebody else. Are you sure? uh, Travis. Isn't it Travis? What's the guy's name? Oh, you're right. It is a Travis. I don't know why I thought that was it. My bad. Travis Brown. I don't know. Uh, Derek Brunson sounds very familiar. Um, and then you're on the prelims. I'm, there aren't a lot of big names uh, fighting on the prelims, but those I believe are on ESPN. Um, yeah. There's only one women's fight on this card, and it's on the early prelims. So if you're into chicks fighting, there's two on the, the early prelim card, but none on the actual prelims. Look, so, dude, I'm in. We're all in. 241 Saturday. Uh, let us know your takes. Call our hotline, 800-392-6344, 800-392-6344. Hey, I'm not going to be back. I may not be back um, on this pod before this happens, but everybody, want to give some love to Errol Spence fighting Sean Porter September 28th. That's going to be a great fight. I think Spence beats the shit out of him. I hope so. Um, but Dallas's own Errol Spence. Texas on top. Check that out. Yeah, we're, we're big Errol guys here. Former uh, Onnit fighter. Apparently not with Onnit anymore. Yeah, I heard he like, it's not that he has like a, a disagreement. He just doesn't take any supplements. Yes. I heard he's just. That's what Andrew Craig told us a couple weeks ago. It's just, he takes no supplements at all. So I it's follow hard. him on the gram and he is like, I love the dude because I think he still lives in DeSoto. And he's just going to these like super soul food restaurants that like, you know, they're, they're, they're very under the radar and he eats a lot of fish, a lot of fish still eats really well. Um, we'll see, man. I think, I think he might be, uh, he wins this fight, which he will might get about with, uh, Terrence Crawford. He's on the verge and that's the big one. Or Pacquiao. If he wants to, I I don't want to see him fight Pacquiao, but there's money there. Now that Pacquiao was, you know, won his last fight pretty, uh, decisively yeah i'd like to see that fight i'd like to see him mop the floor with Manny in, pacquiao. in pacquiao's career i believe i think that would be a great move they'd yeah. probably do a jerry world texas stadium pacquiao the or fact that pacquiao has gotten Cowboy along stadium. this far without ever getting popped yeah it's crazy to me and by popped i mean by usada yes by, you know by any whatever they're whatever the testing body for well you you know WBC dave he's is. afraid of needles yeah me too <laughs> I would be too if I was jacked yeah. to the gills. Me too. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll get to that at another time. Hey, let's turn to boxing since this is a combat sports podcast. Have you heard about Mike Tyson? Okay, you teased this to me. I have not heard about Mike Tyson. Uh, we talked about this a little bit on last night's backdoor cover, but here it comes again. Mike Tyson's taking full advantage of legalized marijuana. Full advantage. Not only is Tyson growing his own marijuana on his massive ranch in the Mojave Desert, he's also smoking a great deal of it. On a recent episode of his Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson podcast, which is a good name, the former heavyweight champ says he and his buddies smoke about $40,000 worth of weed each month at Tyson Ranch. That's a lot of weed. Now, I don't know how many buddies that is, but that seems like a lot of of weed. You know, um, good for him having a 
pivot in, in his life and getting into this cannabis interest industry. And I heard him on Rogan talking about it. Sounds like it's pretty successful for him so far. Ring the bell, Mike. I'm, I'm looking for one. Um, but yeah, dude, that's a lot of weed. Forty thousand dollars, you said. That's what they say they smoke each month. So they're smoking that loud. The booming loud. This ain't mid. No, apparently they they said that he's selling five hundred thousand, four to five hundred thousand dollars worth of weed each month, but they're smoking forty thousand dollars worth of it. God, I wonder what kind of overhead they got that grower operation. Love to know. Would love to know. Seems like a good industry to be in. Would you rather be in the spike seltzer market or the cannabis industry? Ooh. They're both hot. They're hot. Uh, you know, the government's probably not a threat to take away spike seltzers anytime soon. That's fair, but I did see where... It is a uh, flooded marketplace. Big so. Pharma is starting to take over the cannabis industry as of course. predicted. Because yeah. of course they are. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on the new uh, spike seltzers that were that seemed to all be announced yesterday? Dude, like the last or at least week, this week. The last week, everybody's trying to go viral. You've um, got the uh, the natties. Got the natties. Natty, the Catalina. Uh, what, what was it called? The Catalina uh, lime mixer. Oh, okay. And then the other one's called Aloha Beaches. I saw that. Paps, and then Paps, Paps, Paps Blue Ribbon. Yeah, Paps has one that's like eight and a half percent. Okay. And of course, the Four, Four Locos in the game now at fourteen. Four Locos, the game changer. Yeah, Blue Raz. They're the market. Seltzer. They're the market disruptor. I brought Elgar's a uh, Four Loco Gold last uh-huh. night, and he drank the whole fucking thing. That's twenty four ounces. Crazy. He's Elgar's. He's one of the co hosts on uh, Titan High. He's not Irish Pete. No, no, he's not Peter the Irish guy. He's the other. He's a former pro baseball player, and he gets fucked up. Hell yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm still a traditional claw guy. Yeah. Um, I had a mango last night. I, I'd never had oh, one. Yeah? Quite nice. Did I enjoyed like it? it. I did. You know, I. I'm down to try other ones. I like Mighty Swell. Drink local. Shout out Austin, Texas. I thought the Mighty Swell are good, actually. Mighty Swell, they redid their formula. Yes. Less sugar now. So, you know, I don't know, man. I'm open to whatever. But I was in Portland um, the first week of July, and uh, it's a, a big uh, local brewing town. Lots of breweries. 100%. Everywhere you go. Uh, there's a, a new seltzer, like a local one, that's taking over the Northwest. I don't know what it's called, but the, like one of the local breweries has started doing it, and they stopped production of their other beers just so they can focus all on this this uh, Spike Seltzer. Oh, there's a lot of angry hipsters. People seem to be enjoying it. The girls on bachelorette parties were drinking them. Hipsters were sneering. Hmm. Damn, dude, it's a new era. We got in the wrong game, man. We all got into podcasting. We should have been getting into Spike Seltzer. Yeah. It's probably not too late. It, it's mass. I don't know. I'm waiting for the CBD Spike Seltzer to drop. I'm Once surprised that, happens, that hasn't happened. for these hoes. No doubt. Or the Kombucha Spike Seltzer collabo. That's, that can't be far away. If either. I can spike my Seltzer with, with some calm, then it's over. You think about that. You're getting gut biome and a chill sitch. And a CBD. And a CBD. If, if you can work, that's holy the holy shit. trinity. It's over. That's what we need. Um, well, we'll work on that. We'll work on that. Hey, let's talk some of the National Football League, David, while I have you here. Do you know the National Football League kicks off in 21 days? Football season can't come soon enough. Yeah. College football starts in nine days, actually. That's crazy. Which is which is crazy. Uh, do you have any thoughts on uh, hard knocks? Let's start with Antonio Brown and, and your general take on, on his antics. Um, I did not realize to the extent or to what extent he was such a weirdo, Mm -hmm. but 
it is true. Like the dude's, been, get- the dude has been the best receiver in football for like the last 10 years. And I know nothing about him in, until the last like year. I'm assuming somebody's getting fired for letting him into a cryotherapy chamber without the proper socks slip or slippers. You're a big cryo guy. I cryo. They make, they check. I mean, before you get in, you put on, they give you socks and they give you little slippers and you have to wear mittens, prevent frostbite. I don't understand how that happened. Unless he has like a cryotherapy chamber at home, which I doubt he does. No, no, this apparently happened. He was in France. He was in France. It was somewhere in Europe. He was on vacation and he went to a cryo place. Socialized healthcare, man. Fucking classic. Yeah. It's, also, to me, this whole thing, and, and I saw, I don't know if you followed Twitter while Hard Knocks was on, but lots of serious football people were very upset. They think that the show should just be moved to NFL Network because they're, they're, this is just propaganda and they're not showing the, you know, the hard news. To which, I think everyone should just lighten the fuck up. Like, what, they, what are they talking about? They're thinking that they downplayed it. The The number that I had last night was that they showed Antonio Brown for like two minutes and 30 seconds, and they showed uh, the Peterman run in the preseason game for three minutes and 45 seconds. But the Antonio Brown story is the biggest story in pro football. This is like, who cares? That's probably He's yeah. going to be ready. And they kept saying he'll be ready next week. I mean, does ju- anyone think he won't be ready for week one? I don't. I'm, dude, look, you know me. Maybe you don't. I, I, preseason means nothing, so I, I don't think he should play at all in the preseason. The guy's a ten-year vet. He's a ten-year fucking. Vet. He, he's he you go he he's a speed guy. He runs down the field. He catches balls when he's when he's covered. So just put him, let him run. His quarterback is very mediocre, so that might be a problem. Kind of a not a very compelling figure on the show just, either. Just just kind of a nerd. Like, right? Yeah. It's weird. I always saw he has, like, the tattoos on his wrist. Yeah. And I remember when he first came in the league, I was like, oh, this guy's got some edge. Like, he doesn't have edge. He has no edge he at all. He lacks swag. Yeah. Because his brother, David Carr, of course, of the Texans, was notoriously swagless. Notoriously swagless on some terrible teams. Too. Yes. Absolutely terrible. Not all his fault. But you saw him coming in the league, and he had these tattoos, and he was a Raider, and you're like, wow, maybe this guy's got some edge. He's got no. a little swag. Nah. He's just a big wet blanket. He's big a, blanket. a vanilla milkshake. Yes, he is. Um, anything else interesting on Hard Knocks? Are you enjoying the Gruden stuff? Or yeah, dude. I mean, it's it's a little much. He's how do I say it? The whole Chucky thing, the the Chucky persona. Like I'd kind of forgotten about it. Um, the way he's able to switch um, into like you know he'll be in the middle of a sentence and switch into like a different pitch and just start yelling at people that always catches me off guard yeah uh classic coach stuff there but i always uh, like i think the the most fun is just when he's sort of a swaggering super manly coach like when they show him in the game and he's yelling at people and he's shoving them and calling them man and stuff that's good like that's what i want to watch that's compelling but at the same time i've seen him do all of this this is his been his shtick for like five years i've seen it all he's overexposed he seems like a boss that thinks that his employees love him but they're talking shit about him behind his back. Yeah, he's got some Michael Scott in him. Like the way he was talking to that, whoever that undrafted free agent, the rookie, the local kid is, uh, Doss, the receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, hey, who you got coming to the game? And he's like telling him, he's like, got any girls coming to the game? And he's like, no, nah, no, sir. He's like, if you do, introduce them to me. I'm like, what? <laughs> dude, dude, chill out, yeah, man. Should you have something better to do? Than, you fucking chill, bro. Than try and get 
try and get a guy from Oakland, uh, you know, an undrafted free agent laid. He's like the active who like thinks all the the whole all the pledges love him and think he's cool, but like they really are like, dude, this guy fucking sucks. This guy tries way too hard. Yeah, and we've just seen so much of him. Like, yeah. I mean, we've seen it. This is who he is. To be fair, though, like he's not putting on an act. No. This is just we saw it when he was doing the QB camps for years and and oh, all of his very mediocre, oh, yeah. all his mediocre. Uh, I never found him to say anything insightful when he was on Monday Night Football. Nah, he's mildly entertaining and he's got a lot of swag and a lot of like swagger. Maybe not swag if 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 that sounds he, yeah no if we I can know make that differentiation like he swaggers into a room but he has he does not drip swag no. And I just know it. Like it's it's his oh, it's gonna, his shtick. They're gonna win seven games, so right. And and as the people complained about, we got like ten minutes of competition. I started yelling on the podcast last night because Brad's like, "Oh well, they're talking about Peterman beating out Carr." I'm like, "No, the whole storyline is it's a competition and, uh, for the backup quarterback yes. for a team that's going to win four games again. Like who cares? And they suck. Um." They're not young guys. They're not compelling. They're just dudes that have been around and for a while. At the end of the day, he traded Khalil Mack. <laughs> like, it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, the other weird thing is like the Raiders, they traded Khalil Mack. They've got all these picks. And they're not really focusing on all of these young dudes other than uh, Abrams, who is, who is undeniably uh, entertaining. He's entertaining. He does drip swag. He does. He's no, that's, a beast. There's your hard knocks uh, recap with with David Ruff. Anything else on uh, on that? You have any Cowboys thoughts? Eleven and five. Do you think they should pay Dak forty million a year? No, it's not. It's a negotiating tactic. People chill out. They'll end up paying him like thirty one or thirty two. It'll be fine. If you're Dak, do you bet on yourself and this team being deep no. and think you're going to win eleven games? Try and negotiate after the season. He needs the Dak's. I've kind of lost a little bit of respect for Dak kind of handling it out like in the public like this because uh, Zeke's one thing. Now Dak's doing it. It's like a lot of distractions going into the season and they their schedule gets pretty tough back end. So it's like they got to come out of the gate and win like five or six games. Like, you know what I mean? Like they need to be like five and three, six and two or something. So I just hope there's not a lot of distractions hanging over the team, but they're the Cowboys. So of course there will be. I don't know. 11 Always. And, 11 and 5, though. Weedham boys. I think we're going to win the NFC this year. Wow. A Super Bowl run. Where is the Super Bowl this year? Do you know? Hard to say. Yes, it is. It is uh, February 2nd. And uh, where is this thing going to be? 2020. Wow, this is this is bad content. I apologize. It's okay. It's not important. All we know is it's going to be Cowboys Chiefs. Oh, that's that's what we're we're sure of. Uh, it's going to be in uh, Miami. Okay. Hard Rock Stadium. There we go. Home of the Dolphins. Let's go. Previously hosted five Super Bowls. I've always heard uh, sports writers that go to these things just say they should just do them in New Orleans and Miami. And, you know, they used to play at the Rose Bowl when the Cowboys actually won Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. But I, I just, New Orleans is good. Just keep it in New Orleans. I'm fine with that as well. I'm fine with it. Dave, uh, anything else going on in, in your world you want to you tell the folks about? No, man. Just check out Circling Back Podcast. Drop uh, Monday, Wednesday. We've also got the Patreon episode that drops Friday. We do our uh, Bachelor-specific episode on Patreon on Wednesday. So if you're into the Bachelor franchise, check us out there. But yeah, man, follow us uh, at Circling Back Pod. Uh, follow me on Instagram at DCRuff, on, Insta or on Twitter and Snap at DCarterRuff. That's two Fs. F is in Frank. 
I got yoga in a little bit over an hour. Uh, that's exciting. So I'm I'm up against it, bro. If so you I got can nothing give, else. Peter has just texted me and said, "Is it too late?" He just got out of a meeting, so I'm going to stall for like three more minutes, okay. and hoping that Peter, the Irishman, Irish guy, uh, is going to call in about Conor McGregor. I, but I read his. You take. read his take, but hopefully we can really get it on on the call. Oh man, um, is he going to whip my ass? No, 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 no. Okay, good. No, he's he's a big man though. He's a unit. He's an he's a big Irish guy. Yeah, he, oh, yeah. and he can he can put put him back too. Good. He likes to get twisted, as he says. Okay. Um, I'll promote a few things before we get to uh, Peter's call. Of course, uh, check out the other episodes of Backdoor Cover this week. We'll be back to you next week. Brad is out of town. He's in uh, Costa Rica. Who's watching Ralph? A bachelor party. Uh, his his fiance is still there. Oh, okay. So Ralph is in good hands. Uh, Mind of Micah. I, I, I don't have the sound effects. We're recording in Dave's studio today, so I... I don't have the sound effects I normally do. Mind of Micah. Uh, it's still going strong. You should check it out. The episodes with uh, with uh, with Will DeFreeze and hey. my friend Mallory, plus Jersey coming this after or coming tomorrow afternoon. You I know should what say. your Mind of Micah song should be? My, my, my mind of Micah. Do 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 do. Doom, doom, doom. Keep going. Do, 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 do. Mind of Micah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Why aren't we doing that? I think we might. If anybody's listening and wants to to work on that for me, I would appreciate that. I'm sure Chris Berman would appreciate it. It's one of it's always one of his favorite bits. God, playing a song that's uh, like 30 years old and nobody's better than Chris Berman, huh? Now we're just turning into another podcast talking yeah, about are. Chris Berman. We should not be that podcast. Hey, check out Patreon.com/slash/backdoor. Give me two more minutes, Dave. Let me let me tell you about our our Patreon. Do it. If you join at the five dollar level. You will get an extra episode every Sunday morning. Brad Key and I, nobody's doing Sunday content for you. Whoa, we we are going to break down the Saturday games and then look ahead to any late late movements and lines or injuries, whatever, what may have you, what have sure. you on Sunday. We're recording Sunday morning for our patrons only. For those who don't uh, choose to be patrons. You're trying you'll... to cuck Sunday scaries, aren't you? No, no, no. We would never. We would never. Our friends at Wash Media really inspired us. It's even there in the Patreon. You guys, uh, you guys have done a fantastic job. Tell the people how you can support you guys on pa- on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash circling back. If you think I've got something, if you think I'm funny, you should check me out there. I'm even better there. I mean, I'm good here talking. These talking guys sports. take care of their, their backers. But yeah, oh yeah. Dylan's sending out foot picks. I've, I'm giving, I'm telling, you know, rating people's dogs, rating their barbecue and Will's telling people to trim their candle wicks. It's the most compelling stuff you're going to ever Yeah, hear. nobody else is doing that. No one. I, I've just got a message from Peter that says, done. All right, so this call it. should we're be gonna, here. We're going to roll live. It's Going not, in raw. It's not quite here yet. Do I need headphones? Uh, yeah, yeah. Get some headphones uh, if you can. Man. Oh, man, this is terrible. I might just clip the last five minutes of this thing. <laughs> I'm just furiously hitting refresh, waiting for uh, this call to come through, uh, which it's- it... Are you waiting for... Okay. I may have said fuck once or twice, Peter says. This could this can be a good call. Okay. Uh, oh, here it is. All right, here we go. Why don't you pop your headies off, kind of hold them, and I can, I'll be able to hear okay. it. Okay. You turn up your headphone volume. Micah, how's it going? It's uh, Peter, the Irish guy. Sorry, I had to fucking chime in and call because you, you tagged me in a post earlier today. Uh, it was if I saw the video of Conor McGregor or that fucking glorified whiskey salesman, should I say. What a fucking twat that guy is. Pissed me all the way off this morning, so it did. Fucking hitting some old man sitting in a bar 
because he thinks he's a fucking he can't he can't get in a fucking cage or a ring and hit anyone else. He has to fucking hit some old bystander who's just sitting there trying to enjoy a pint and not have some fucking tool standing over him fucking pouring whiskey, which also is fucking shit, by the way. Then you would taste it, absolutely fucking garbage whiskey. But yeah, it really fucking pissed me. He's an embarrassment to the Irish people. He's an embarrassment to our country. He it was fucking parading around like a fucking twat. Um, what else? Yeah, I, by the way, I hope fucking Diaz, I hope Diaz wins t- tomorrow and, or Saturday night because I hope he fucking fights Connor and he slaps him around the octagon for a fucking third time because he fucking did it in the first two matches and he got robbed the second one. Uh, anyway, that's all to say. Peace out. There he is, wow. Peter the Irish guy. Aren't you glad we we hung around for that? Uh, no, I know. I love it. That was I compelling. Meet, I can't wait to meet this dude. Let's go play golf sometime with him. I'd love that. I'd love that. All right, that's it. That's all. We'll be back later. Check out mine and Micah. Uh, follow me at Micah Weiner, M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R. Until next time. Mm, bye-bye. There it is.